Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us is Mr. Ryan Tansley of CrossFit Harrogate, coming to us all the way from the United Kingdom. Ryan, what's going on today, sir? How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I am doing tremendously. I'm excited to to pick your brain here. Ryan and I got a chance to talk before starting this up or this interview here, and we, we were talking about how much there's to be learned for states-based businesses from UK-based businesses and vice versa. And so I'm I'm looking forward to digging into this, especially being a CrossFit style business. I don't want to paint on your canvas here, Ryan. For the people who aren't familiar with CrossFit Harrogate, tell us a little bit about this. When you describe what you do to other people, what do you tell them? Um, I sort of say that we are, you know, a strength and conditioning um, gym. Uh, we cater for, and probably CrossFit caters for people sort of uh, late teens up to sort of any age, really, sort of late 60s, 70s, that's sort of our age range. Uh, people often look at CrossFit and think, oh, you know, it's, it's too difficult. I can't do that. I need to be fitter to, to start that, which uh, just just isn't true. So everything that we offer, all the, all the programs, they can be completely scaled. So they, it basically suits everyone's capabilities. So uh, it's just about breaking down those barriers, really, because people come in and obviously naturally they're very nervous. Uh, they sort of watch a group class going on and and it does look like everyone knows what they're doing and everyone's super fit. So it's just, as I said, breaking down those barriers, just making sure that people understand that you can do this. It might just be you have to do something a little bit different to uh, what you're seeing uh, in the class in front of you. Yeah. And so not unlike many CrossFit boxes here in the States, this is scalable, right? We're not catering to one specific type of person. We want to be able to help as many as we can. Take us back here, Ryan, because I'm interested in, in kind of the, the origin and how you became involved. This was not your original creation, but somewhere along the line, you became part of it. And then now the owner of it. Tell us a little bit about that process and that transition. So I finished a university in uh, 2013, just finished a sport and exercise science degree. Um, and for about six months after I was, I was quite, quite heavily into uh, tennis and tennis coaching. So that was sort of uh, my first job, I guess, really. Um, doing a lot of traveling, uh, coaching at, at local clubs around uh, the Leeds area. So sort of Yorkshire. Um, it got to the point where the, the traveling was starting to take its toll. Um, and it was sort of really good time in the, uh, the gym that I'd visited a few times, CrossFit Harrogate, uh, to train and, and to coach. Um, we're after a, a new head coach um, and that was something I knew it was something that I wanted to do I just sort of hadn't really planned sort of where I was going to base myself um, and sort of how to get into it uh, with me having co uh, coached and, and trained at CrossFit Leeds which is about sort of 30 minutes away from Harrogate so um, but yeah as soon as I got that that text um, I was I was in so I had an interview um, got the job and then sort of two months later I was uh, looking at flats 
moving moving to Harrogate and sort of making that my my home after university. Yeah. And and so first became head coach. And mm-hmm. so the involvement starts from there. And then somewhere along the line, the ownership of this transition to solely you, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So that um at the time for the for the two years I was head coach, there were there were sort of two um two couples that owned it. Um and I was doing I was mainly doing sort of the you know the afternoon evening classes. Um and I guess at the time it was, you know, you you have to study the program and know what you you're gonna teach, but there wasn't really that much more to it in terms of you know just coaching. There's no sort of business side of things there. So it was it was much simpler. Obviously not as many uh many things to think about. Um but yes, two years later. Uh, they they didn't really they couldn't give it the time it needed to sort of take it to that next level they'd taken it as far as they could which was uh pretty far from when they uh first bought the business off the original the, the guy that, that set it up for the very first time um but it just required a little bit more time than they were willing to give it especially as they had they all had full-time jobs so um it was sort of up to someone else really to um make it their full-time job really to so take it to that next level. Yeah. Tell us kind of, because I, I, it can, there's plenty of ways to have a successful ownership transition. There's plenty of ways to have a really not successful ownership transition. How was that time for you? How did, because you were already there, I assume it's not a, a huge change of pace for the membership, but how did the membership take it? Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a tricky one really because you know, clearly they they'd had enough. Um, and with me being head coach, you know, all the all the members know you. So it was sort of one of those where do you want to set up, you know, would you set up your own gym and then and then see if those members then transition to to your gym, or do you mm. purchase this gym and then and go from there? Um and it, I think it took about six months. Um start to finish and it it was a kind of stressful time uh, a lot of back and forth with with uh with the the lawyers and stuff like that yeah it's never as simple as we draw it up that's for sure no it isn't um there's always little things so it, it, but it was fine um i would say at the time um i think there were around sort of 60 65 members at the time when uh, I was about to take over, and it did drop a little bit after I had taken over. Um, I think we were sort of about fifty-five members at the time, so it was a, a stressful time. And I think it probably happened a little bit earlier than I expected. Sure. I think I was sort of hoping or expecting sort of another three to four years of of coaching, yeah. <laughs> really, really sort of nailing that aspect of uh, my career down. Yeah. And, then and, and so you found yourself here as a business owner quite <laughs> earlier than we anticipated. Tell me kind of just from a high level here, what's been your favorite part about running this business and what's been the hardest part about running this business? Uh, favorite part is, I think it's just being your own boss. I think that's the freedom of it, which is quite nice. Um, obviously, whether I was head coach or owner, it's it's the people that you meet as well and the lives that you change is always 
is going to be something that I really enjoy. Um, I'd say the hardest part is obviously all the different um, sort of hats you have to wear. Head coach, as we were talking about before, you know, head coach, the, the yeah. accounting, um, you know, looking after the members, cleaning the gym. Um, there's so much to it, looking after your coaches, making sure they're they're happy and they have no issues. So there's just a lot of hats to wear. Um, and it can get quite overwhelming at times because there's just so much to think about. Yep. It's a big transition to go from just coaching to now we've got employees to worry about. Now we've got bills to worry about. Now we've got all of these extra tasks on our, our daily or weekly to-do list. I wanna, I wanna work backwards here, Ryan. I think this is a, an interesting analysis of the business. Let's focus on where you want this thing to go into the future, and then we can kind of reverse engineer what that looks like moving towards it. And so, You've got about six years under your belt as owner. Where do you see this business six years from now? Yeah, good question. Um, two, two things really. Either um, have a, a second location within, you know, sort of five miles of our original um, sort of, you know, first gym um, or potentially move to a larger, a larger space. Um, I have been looking at bigger spaces for a while now, but in our area, it's, it's quite difficult. There aren't that many sort of industrial estates. Mm. Um, but that is something that I would quite like to do, build, uh, again, sort of build the coaching staff up, um, take another sort of step back away from coaching and manage either the bigger space or the two spaces uh, and have someone, um, again, sort of like a head coach, you know, sort of a general manager to, again, sort of oversee it as well. So that's, mm. that's where I would like to be in, in sort of six years' time. Yeah, I think that, I mean, it makes sense in the, the natural evolution of owning a business. You already mentioned one of the challenging parts is that you wear so many hats. As time goes by, yeah. how do we slot people in and delegate some of that off of our plate so that we can focus on the, the aspects of the business that we truly enjoy? You know what I mean? And it sounds like growth is in the cards, either bigger location or second location. How do we get there, Ryan? I assume that one component of this is an increase in the membership as well. Uh, so at least so far in your tenure from a, a marketing standpoint, what do you guys do just to get people through the doors in the first place? Um the main thing really is we do a lot of, you know, sort of rely on word of mouth, uh, just providing a quality service for the members. Uh, so hopefully they, they can sort of share that and pass that information on to their friends, family. Um, we do obviously Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we've really tried to up the quality and the, the consistency that we, that we post just to try and reach as many people as possible. Mm. Is that something that you handle or is that, somebody else no, in the team or with like a like a third party yeah so um it sort of brings me on to another point in terms of always trying to you know hire from within so um one of the members is um sort of that's what they do as, a, as their their career a lot of social media and, and advertising so um they're they're in control of that and they pass stuff by me to make sure that you know it's it's good to go um but they're the ones that um that take charge in that and, and 
post stuff out and have ideas. And with, again, we've got another coach as well that's quite into photography as well. So these kind of things. That helps. Absolutely, yeah. So they do a lot of the photos and videos and come up with with content for our, our yeah. social media sites. Have you guys at any point in your tenure thus far dabbled into putting money into advertising on those platforms, either Facebook or Instagram, or has this just been the organic content side of things? I think we did it around four or five years ago, but I guess it was one of those where it's hard to know how much money to throw at it. Um, and also the content that you're putting out there is, is it, you know, the correct content, is that the content that's going to engage with people and bring people in? So yep. it was more of a sort of a guessing game back then. Since then, we haven't really, we haven't done any sort of paid advertising. Yeah. My my experience with a lot of CrossFit boxes that I speak to, Ryan, is a similar one. It's, we tried it. We didn't really know what we were doing, but we thought it was a good idea at the time, at least. And I, and I think it it's, it makes sense, right? No, nobody dreams of opening up a gym so they think about being on Facebook Ads Manager. They think about being on a training floor, coaching clients, throwing around barbells and having a good time. And so yeah. I, I, I appreciate the honesty in what you said. And I think that it's a weak point for our industry in general. Like It sounds like the product of what you guys do is tremendous. I think a future step for you guys is going to be how do we expose that to a greater audience? Um, but take us to the next step here. We get a lead from whatever source, walk-in, referral, they found us on social media, wherever they come from. Mm -hmm. What happens from there for that person to eventually sign up? So we've just changed actually how we, how we do this. So um, what we do now is uh, we find a class that they can join. Um, look for classes with uh, simple movement stuff that can be easily scaled. Um, so sort of staying away from the, the barbell heavy classes or Olympic lifts. So maybe more sort of kettlebells, dumbbell sessions. Um, get them involved in that. See what they think to that class. Is it something that they would like to continue? Um, from there, after the class, we'll then uh, have a chat with them and sort of say, in order to get started with CrossFit Harrogate into the, the CrossFit classes, we'd recommend sort of between two to four one-to-one -one sessions to get you ready for the classes. Um, previously, we've done it as six classes, you know, whether you're new to fitness entirely or you're already, you know, super fit. It was always six classes, whereas we found that was a little bit restrictive. I think it needed mm. to be a bit more flexible so that the ones that, only needed the two sessions, could get those two sessions done and then start the classes. The ones that needed four, where they're very, very new to fitness, needed a slightly slower pace, needed those four sessions and to build a bit more confidence before they then jump into the classes. So we've just been a little bit more flexible um, compared to what we used to do. Yeah. And so they come in and try a class first before the, the conversation about membership. How successful has that been in your eyes? At that point, what percentage of people are, are signing up after doing the class? 
it's hard to well because we've just started it it's hard to say you know an exact figure but we've had quite a lot of success with it from trialing the class to then booking their one-to-one session you know that same that same day with you know with them at the gym so it's about sort of creating momentum really because uh, the way we used to do it before was it was sort of uh, come in we'll have a you know a taster a 30 minute taster so we'd, we'd find a time for that from there we'd then tell them when the next group course was the group fundamentals um, and what we found was it could be sort of we you know we run them once a month so it, it could be sort of two or three weeks away which in this day and age everyone people want things now it's we're very impatient so uh, that that put people off having to wait sort of two or three weeks for the next course um, it was six sessions in the evening, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And again, you run into problems with people saying, oh, I can't, you know, I can't do the Wednesday and I can't do that Friday. So what we're going to do now? So we'd have yeah. to work on that. So it's you're starting yeah. to create a lot of barriers um, for people to join. So this was a way to um, get them in, you know, ask them after the the trial session, this is how many one-to-ones it would take would you like to put your first one in uh, more often than not they would book their first one in from there we'd get their one-to-ones done and then after that they'd be into the classes so it's it's just trying to make it as easy as possible and not create barriers when uh, when you don't need to yeah absolutely and and so they get through the one-to-one sessions they join in with the the majority of the group membership in your six years at the helm of this, Ryan, what's been the biggest factor when it comes to retaining these clients? Because I assume that like that's going to be where the real battle is won and lost for you guys. What keeps your clients around? I think the first sort of three to six months is very important because you need to get them, you need to get them invested in the gym and mixing with other people and, and be a part of the community. And if you can do that, then you'll you'll have them for as long as they want to be there uh, if if they come sort of you know, you know once a week it's difficult that you know all they see is you know that one hour a week they're not getting invested in in the people in the gym so they're not getting the most out of out of the gym so uh for me it's trying to make a big push to get them through the door sort of three or four times a week um and just get them socializing with other people in the in the classes because when you start to get to know people, it's it's similar faces at, at certain times. Um, so it's about building or you know trying to build those friendships so that uh, that bond is is strong within the gym. Yeah. Now, in turn, I mean, we the, the conversation that we've had has has basically just been where do we get leads from? How do we turn them into clients? How do we keep them? Mm-hmm. But in the the grand scope of things, do you? anticipate staying within this kind of quote unquote CrossFit model? Do you guys think that we'll layer on any kind of other services in your tenure? Um, it's hard to say really. Obviously the friends come and go. Um, yeah, it's a difficult one really. I mean, at the moment it we don't want to really branch out too far because then we're sort of diluting the product. Which, which we don't want to do um so we i'm quite happy to stick with with crossfit um yeah. 
it's proven successful um it's what everyone at the gym now enjoys so we do offer things like hit classes which are sort of simpler simpler classes they are again available to to non-members to do uh, as, as many times as they want because they're, they're simpler movements sure. that come and join in so we offer things like that but you know that's that's once a week really everything else yeah. is is more profit focused which is it's totally fair and and this is not me trying to skew you in any direction i ask because in entrepreneurship you can do whatever you want with your business that's the that's the fun part of that question um and so to revisit sort of where we started this whole conversation ryan bigger location bigger membership second location all of these things swimming around your head what needs to happen in your mind to to bring those things to reality what are kind of some some boxes to check to make you feel comfortable pulling the trigger on those um to increase the membership a little bit we're probably around sort of 80 percent capacity at the moment so we're in we're in a good position it would nice to it would be nice to get uh you know up to sort of 1995 um and that's not that's not every class full it's it's more sort of um you know that our 6am classes is always busy that's our busiest class um it's not putting too much strain on that class so that people that come to the gym to do that class can get into it and it's not like well i've got to leave because i can't get into that class so mm. um it's just making sure that the classes are um sort of two-thirds full there's you know good atmosphere yeah. in all the classes they're not too quiet but they're also they're not too busy because that's when people will start to leave and I don't want to get to that point to then realize that we should have capped the membership. Yeah. So yeah, get a few, a few more members in. Um, we've got, uh, we've actually got a new coach coming in a couple of weeks, which is really exciting for us. Um, but to have good staff, which we now have once uh, our new coach comes, I'll be really happy with uh, the, the coaching team that I've got. Um, so it's, from there so the pieces are in place right we're, we're building the foundation yeah so we've i've been looking for sort of a head coach for a while and we've had some uh ups and downs with that really there's been people that um have asked that sort of wanted to go and do something else other people that just haven't lived up to expectations whereas now i feel like again this is someone that um used to be a member moved to australia uh coaches CrossFit out in Australia. She she covered for me while I was uh, away over summer. Really enjoyed coaching um, at the gym. Uh, so much so that she's she's willing to move back to Harrogate from Australia to- That's to a coach. big move. Yeah, it is a big move. So that's, that's really exciting. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, all of the things are, are coming together to allow you guys to start building as a business. It's an exciting time. Yes to be in the CrossFit space and in the group training space. I think for a long time, we didn't really touch on COVID too much, but for a long time, we were sort of on, on shaky ground, whether this was ever going to come back, but it's coming back in full force. And so the next few years, I'm sure will be tremendously exciting for you guys. That's a great place for us to wrap our conversation up, Ryan, but with the small amount of time we have left, why don't you tell people where they could learn more about CrossFit Harrogate? Is this, a website is there social media where can people go to find out what you guys do yes yeah, so we've got a website um crossfitharrogate.com uh we're also on instagram 
CrossFit Harrogate, and then same again on on Facebook as well. Simple and straightforward. Ryan, this has been fun, man. I, I really appreciate business owners that are willing to give a peek behind the curtain and, and an inside look into what they do. I can't thank you enough. I'm Like I said, I'm, I'm excited to see what the future holds for you guys. So I can't thank you enough for your time and I wish you nothing but the best moving forwards. Yeah, thank you, Joe. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget if you would like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily Newton, and joining us on the show is Scooter and Bree out of Texas. How are you guys doing today? Thank you for coming on. Uh, thank you. Doing, doing well. Great. Thanks for having us. Alrighty. So, you know, we're definitely excited to have you on and just to, to see and learn what you guys have experienced over the course of your tenure in the fitness industry. But before we really dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on, and how you run, excuse me, Relentless Fitness. Tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people and what made you want to start the gym in the first place. Uh, how, how we describe this gym to people, it's a community uh, to where everybody's welcome at this facility, to where it doesn't matter the discipline of fitness you're in, whether it's powerlifting or bodybuilding or general fitness. This is a community to where everybody wants to help each other and everybody, all of our members have the same goal and that's to better themselves. It's a hard description to sell to individuals because until you witness the the environment and the community we built here, it's a hard thing to. It's a hard thing to articulate when I make social media posts about it. It's you know I, I try to describe it and and I love to love to write so that comes naturally for me. But I always end up just saying it's something you have to experience, and. It's, it's wonderful when I do get a member or, or somebody that's come into the facility just on a guest pass or something. And they're like, yeah, it really is different. I really do feel welcome there. Like you just have to go. I can't explain it. And it's like, okay, see, it's hard to explain. You just have to come. <laughs> you just have to see what it's about. Yeah. And I definitely understand what you're saying. Like you just have to be there to feel it. Cause you can yeah. watch, right. you know, how much as you want to a social media, Facebook, Instagram, but you have to get the experience and, you know, exactly. connect with people. Okay, pretty cool. So individually, like, how did you guys get started in the fitness industry in the first place? Uh, well, I'm ex-military. I had my shoulder reconstructed and retired from the military. So I knew the only way I could actually still use my shoulder as much as I could was to build as much muscle around my shoulder as I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, that really got me into fitness, learning how to build muscle. And 
grow growth to where I can have a shoulder that operates normally. But then I went to ballet, I went to a big box gym, went to two big box gyms. I won't name names because it will date me, but I ran those as club managers for multiple years and realized I didn't like the culture and like what it was doing to me mentally, physically, and into my marriage. So I left the fitness industry and around the same time my daughters were born in 2009, my wife entered the fitness industry on her own and I'll let her pick up from there. Yeah. So I had always kind of worked out and we, we've been married for nearly 20 years. And so I had worked out on and off throughout, you know, us, us being married. Um, and we had our, our twins in 2009 and I was really struggling with some postpartum depression issues after they were born because I ended up being a stay at home mom. Um, to twins because twins in daycare is crazy expensive. So I found myself a stay-at-home mom and was really struggling with that and, and looking for an outlet. And um, Scooter had always told me, he's like, you know, you really feel better about yourself when you're working out. Why don't you get back into that? And that wasn't like a, hey, you need to lose some weight <laughs> type of a thing. It was just, honey, you feel better when you work out. So I went on eBay a long time ago, found some insanity DVDs. Um, and I did that crazy ass program like two times through. It was intense. I had no idea what Beachbody was because I got them off of eBay, right? Mm -hmm. um, through the course of that, I discovered the Beachbody community um, and I got involved in coaching and, and I fell in love with the coaching and the community aspect of it and, and helping other moms, right? To know that like, hey, you don't have to be stuck at home and feeling bad about yourself. Well, as I got further into it, I was really struggling with, with the integrity aspect of it mm -hmm. in saying that we were coaches and trainers and knowledgeable. And I'm like, no, we're not. We're just doing these workout plans. And then I'm calling myself a coach. Like, I just didn't feel good about that. So I'm like, how do I mesh these two, right? Because I did enjoy that aspect of it, but I just didn't feel good sleeping at night, knowing that I was saying I was something that I wasn't. So Scooter um, told me to, you know, think about getting my personal training certification. I was like, okay, well, I can do that. That'll give me the knowledge Give me a little bit of experience and have the actual credentials so I can continue on. Did yeah. that, sat on the certification for about a year. And he was like, you actually going to do something with your certification now that you have it. Uh, so long story short, I started training clients out of our uh, garage gym with some super crude equipment that we look back on and laugh. And I'm like, people actually paid me for this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that grew. And, and as the years went on and I, I grew that business, I added, you know, different credentials and, and areas of expertise and stuff to my business. Um, and then last summer of 2021, yes. right? Yes. Yep. Um, we got introduced to the former owners of what we now own and is called Relentless Training Facility. Mm -hmm. uh, Scooter came in and was kind of consulting on their group classes and stuff because of his knowledge in the fitness industry. And we kind of saw an opportunity as things went on and we were like, you know, we could really make a difference here. Opportunity came about for them to um, sell and we jumped on it and the rest is history. And now here we are. That, yeah, it's a pretty good story uh, on both your ends, actually. Um, okay, so <clears throat> let's kind of get into the business side of things. Yeah. So yep. if I were to move to Texas like next week and I'm looking for a gym like yours, how would I know that you guys exist? So basically what I'm asking is like, how are you guys getting people into the door? So we're, you know, Google, Facebook, Instagram, word of mouth, networking groups is our primary method of advertising as well as getting with local businesses like uh, 
into the wellness, yeah, referrals. So working with different physical therapy offices or wellness, uh, different wellness practices like chirotherapy, the cryo stuff, uh, tanning salons, things that mirror our industry that like-minded people would join into. So we go out to the community in our area. So in a big box gym, you're looking at a five mile, 10 mile or 10 mile radius mm-hmm. to own that business in a smaller box like this, we're looking at like a three to five mile radius to the community around us and become part of that community. Gotcha. Okay. So Google, Facebook, Instagram, word of mouth, and then networking with other businesses who have right. your the right. people that you're looking for. Right. Yep. That's a lot of stuff. So, I mean, how would you say that's like bringing in people consistently through the doors? I would say, honestly, the most, what's making it consistent is the social media post, but then really word of mouth from people that are like, yeah, I actually went there and tried a class or, you know, I went and used their, because we don't charge for a, a day pass. We don't believe in that. It's like, just come try it out. See if we're for you. We can talk after that. Yeah. Um, and that's really what's, what is doing it. And, you know, people talk, they're like, Hey, I went and did this class. Come with me. So that's really what's been. And we do great. open gym. We open the gym up from eight to 11 on Saturdays. Okay. Uh, all anybody has to do is sign a waiver and it's open to the public. And we did that as a way to give back to people that just aren't ready to join a gym. Or and we offer in the middle of that too at nine o'clock in the morning we offer a free boot camp class, uh, put on by one of my trainers or a few of the trainers for them to help promote their own personal training or their own classes as well. Ah, okay, I think that's cool. Just having open gym that's free to the community. So yeah. even if they can't afford, you know, a membership, they can at least get it once a week. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So all right, let's say I see uh, one of your posts on Instagram and I decide to come and take one of your classes. Like when I first step foot in your door what is my experience going to be like well you can two things you can actually do everything online so when you walk in you are just like ready to go work out or if you walk in and you're like hey i've never been here before i've never heard of you um hopefully one of us is here or we'll get you a donald our club manager and you can walk around take a look at things if you want to no pressure all we need you to do is sign a waiver um, there's no sales pitch. There's none of that mess. It's just sign a waiver because, you know, insurance and all that stuff. Um, and then go work out. If you have questions, we're here to help. If not, if you want to be left alone and be like, don't talk to me, we're not going to talk. <laughs> and as I mentioned uh, before, our trainers, our trainers are always here. Donald, our club manager, is also a trainer for the gym and runs his own business. So he's always hands on with all the members, as well as Fernando, Eric, Irvin, Laura, Chris. Feel like I'm missing one. No. Uh, they're all of my trainers are fantastic and all uh, here to help out any member, new members. To the Even best the members will step in and they'll be like, "Hey, you you look lost. Are you new here? Yes. You know, Scooter or Bree or somebody's not here. What what can I help you with?" And they'll text us they're like, "Hey, we didn't see anybody here. So this new this new person is here. So it's like I said, the community's great." <laughs> and members will direct people to sign the waiver and yeah. help them become <laughs> friends with them. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad it definitely sounds like, you know, your members have your backs, which is pretty cool. Yes, they do. Okay. So talk to us about like what services you guys provide for your members. All right. Services. So all of our trainers, so personal training one-on-one, of course, starting with it. Uh, we also have a meal prep service that we partner with MyFitNutro. I'll drop her in there. Uh, there's also, they stock our fridge. They stock our fridge. <laughs> and they also have a storefront brick and mortar that they 
that they just opened a few months ago after partnering with us for the first part of the year and their business has been around for a year. Uh, but then we also have trainers that are I, a trainer that's an IFBB pro. So she writes meal plans for comp competitors. We also have uh, another trainer that does nutrition services. We do health. I do health and life coaching. Uh, also three of my trainers, four of my trainers put on classes at different times. So different. So I have a, I have a CG trainer that's going to start doing his own classes different than what CG was providing. So more strength and conditioning. Um, we also try to look at the market. So it can, and we look at what some of the bigger box gyms are doing or mm -hmm. some of the smaller boutiques mm -hmm. are doing for boot camps and try to improve make upon a, a, them. Improve a, great. Uh, <laughs> from just a high movement, watching your heart rate on a screen move up or move down to actually functional training that's programmed and not just getting your heart rate up and moving just to get just to say you did something for the day. So that's one of the things that really sets us apart too in, in the services that we offer. Um, we've had other fitness professionals that own other other types of studios, different modalities um, that have come in and taken our classes. And they've taken classes all their lives, right? So they're pretty well versed in all the things and they come into our classes and they're like, oh, this is different. Yeah. Because we stop you if you're four wrong. We're going to mm -hmm. say, hey, that doesn't look right. Or, oh, you have this hurts when you do it. Well, don't stop doing it. Let's figure out why it hurts and help you fix that. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's really a big, I don't know if you want to call it a service, but it's something that we're really big on is we want people to have the autonomy to go and, and be in charge of their own workouts and know that they're doing everything properly, right, within their their restrictions so we that makes sense we're always in our classes educating and yeah. our trainers are always learning and they're humble to ask questions to either myself or other trainers mm -hmm. or to Bree here uh and we're all we're big i know there's three of us here Bree, myself and another trainer that are big on mobility so we all train around mobility and teach mobility to other trainers where then they can teach it to their clients at the same time because yeah. somebody doing a squat tells me I can't squat because my knee hurts. Is it really your knee hurting or is it your, you have immobility in your ankles or your hips? And you, usually that's the case. Yeah. So they'll teach that to where somebody can actually start performing a squat again. As Bree alluded to earlier that other people that have boutiques, we have one member that, and we use her all the time. She just opened a yoga studio. Well, we partner now with that yoga studio, but she takes our classes and in the past, she's done CrossFit. She's done everything, numerous classes at different places. Well, this is the only place that she's ever done classes and done workout weighted workouts to where mm -hmm. she's actually seen the results hmm. because of her flexibility and mobility. Because she's a yoga instructor, and like she's insane. To where we had she was a she was a challenge for us at the beginning on how to teach her how to deadlift or how to squat properly to where she felt it where you needed to feel that feel it at yeah so i mean it sounds like you guys have like you have a lot of services for yes. your members to choose from would you find that like with the meal prep service and the nutrition coaching life protein group classes that your members are taking advantage of more than one service or are they just kind of like all right, i'm going to do boot camp okay. and then i'll maybe think about nutrition coaching in the future for sure i mean they you know some just come in here and, and work out and they don't use any of it right um, some use a little bit of everything. Um, we're just, we just want to be that resource, e even if it's just, Hey, what's your opinion on this? 
business or who do you use for X, Y, Z, right? Um, and, and that's really the main thing is that they know that we're here for anything. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. So I mean, what is your most popular service? Is it the classes? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, I would almost say that uh, the classes will eventually be the best service, but right now it's the one-on-one -on -one coaching from our trainers. Uh, coaches, uh, the, the classes are starting to have a lot of momentum due to some of the new trainers. We're adding in more classes and times. Times and, and all like that, that. That's starting to really populate. And it seems like it's great, gaining a lot of attraction, especially at the 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. People yeah. are insane enough to do those early morning stuff. But uh, the meal prep services also seems to be everybody, the general fitness goers and the one-on-one -on -one trainers, and everyone seems to push it. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so... Let's talk about the future and then also some of the things that you guys may be struggling with. Um, like what are some of the, the challenges that you guys are working on overcoming right now? Uh, can you repeat that? You froze for a second. Yes. So what are some of the challenges that you guys are working to overcome right now? Ooh, uh, I'd say just growing, consistently yeah. growing yes. the member base. Um, this year has been a learning curve, learning curve for both of us running for this sure. facility, getting the name out there more and understanding where we're at. A lot of people still that live three minutes away from here have no, doesn't even know we exist because of certain social medias. They're not on social media or the word of mouth hasn't hit them, but it, the name is starting to grow. And we know time, time all solves all those problems. Once our members and the community starts growing out, we become more part of the community all that's going to start changing. And we're already starting to see that. And the biggest challenge, which we just solved, was our fitness management software. I highly recommend any anybody, the gym owner, have a great gym software with customer service. Mm -hmm. With if you like our it's gym is 24, our gym is 24-7, 365. So members have access to the door via via Bluetooth or a card reader. And that right there was the biggest nightmare for the first nine months of this was having a proper gym management software. Yeah, I was actually that, just that was definitely our that. biggest struggle. Really? Because you guys yeah. have, as we were kind of, um, and I think there may be a little bit of a lag, but as we were talking, like before we actually went on air, you guys have about 300 plus members. Mm -hmm. So um, it, talk about why it's important to have a system to manage all that like who's coming in who's taking what classes who's leaving every month um who needs to pay their bill or maybe update their credit card and things like that uh, it's it's incredibly important um because scooter and i are the ones that run everything 100 percent, right and in the system the software company you know if you need a reference on who not to use we're happy to give you that off air um they were horrific and it made such a huge difference. And we did lose members because of the software system, because, you know, they come at three o'clock, they come at three o'clock in the morning to work out. Let's say they're a first responder, you know, they're working that second shift or, or whatever. Um, and they're coming to work out at three o'clock in the morning and they can't get in. Well, what do they do? They call us. Well, we're the owners. So at three o'clock in the morning, what are we doing? Sleeping sleeping <laughs> our phones on do not disturb right so yeah. they're not able to get into the gym that they're paying for which is unacceptable right. um and so understandably we lost some members because of that system and it, and it sucked because they were like we don't want to leave but we we're like look we get it we i don't blame you i'd leave too um 
And so that was an unexpected, well, I shouldn't say unexpected. We knew we were going to replace that system from the get-go because it was awful, but that's a very big expenditure. Um, but we had to just suck it up and do it, you know, to keep business going. It, it's yeah. that important. So for anybody that's just starting out, do not skimp on your gym software system. Yes. It is, it, since we've implemented the new system in September, we've not had a single issue. It is flawless. Um, it's fantastic. And the reporting from my aspect, I look at reporting and trends being uh, the manager and managing old gyms. So I want to see trends. I want to see month over month. What's I want to future cast out what our bills are. I want to look at how many members have canceled versus how many members have gained and where our financials are moving. Yeah. I, I want to see all that stuff because that, as a, as a business owner and as someone that you manage this, that's the only way you grow is able to future cast out 30, mm-hmm. 60, 90 days of where you potentially going to be at. And a lot of gym softwares, I realized interviewing most of them, they will tell you where you're at for the month, but they won't future cast out, project out for you in a 30, 60 or 90 day plan. So do you mind name dropping the software that you do like? Yeah, no, it's Gym Master. They are fantastic. Okay. Yeah, and so they do everything from the door reader access. So like he said, you know, we're 24-7, 365. Um, so that lets the client in. Um, they have full control of their account via an app or online, whatever their preference is. They can go update their credit card information, you know, all the things. Um, they can sign up online, make changes, and... The nice part about it is because you mentioned people paying their bills. If they default, they can't get in the gym. It's locked. Yep. And the opening of the door, they use two different technologies. Instead of the one that we used before is this RFID, which is an older technology. This one actually uses Bluetooth on your phone, or you can actually get a key fob for that's RFID. The other one is barcode scan. I'm sorry. Was it RFID? RFID is newer. They use barcode on their phone, which the app on the phone was just a shortcut to the website. It was horrible. Yeah. Constantly. Anyway, but yes, Gym Master's fantastic. Can't say enough great things about them. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I'm sure our audience is going to find that very valuable. Um, you know, as we come to a close, I just have a few more questions for you guys. So if you had a magic wand or if you could just snap your fingers, what would your gym look like? Ideally, like realistically, um, for both of you, inside and out in the next, let's say 12 months, because you did tell me about a pretty big goal that you guys are working towards in the next 365 days. So (laughs) I I will go because I'm more that future cast kind of a person. Uh, My my vision of the gym would be to expand to growth and to add more machine weights and cardio equipment to bring in a different demographic and to double our member base. And in doing that would definitely bring in that, as I mentioned, the different, Adding that next section would bring in a different demographic of people to right. teach, learn, bring in an older demographic and new people to the fitness industry. Oh, so for me, I immediately go to aesthetics and I'm like, okay, I would replace all the things that need to be replaced and get it in the color <laughs> that are our gym colors. Um, expansion, of course. Um, and I would, I would bring in with that expansion, the offices for our trusted wellness providers. So we truly are a one-stop shop, right? Like, oh, you need need to go next door and see the chiropractor or you need to go see the physical therapist or or whatever. Mm -hmm. That would be, that would be my, my jam. Yeah. The growth and expansions, all that as well. 
<laughs> okay, good stuff, you guys. So last question. Um, what is, knowing what you know now, what is a piece of advice that you would have given to yourself five years ago? Considering like exactly, think about exactly where you're at, where you want to be, what's some piece of advice that is like necessary both from both of you guys? Don't procrastinate. Just do it. Jump in. It's going to be hard at the beginning, but know that you need to keep learning and to be resilient in the process. And I'm going to use the word be relentless and owning your business and operating this because it will get better. But also be a member, be, be better customer service. I, mm -hmm. That's why I have her. I can be a little bit more aggressive, but I have learned over the years to tailor that back and be about the members and put the members first <clears throat> and not the gym. So, so people, I'm sorry, people in a profit. Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Beautifully said. Um, for me, it would be two things. Anytime anybody asks you to do something out of your comfort zone, just say yes. You don't have to have it all figured out. Just say, say yes. You'll figure it out along the way. Um, and number two, you can't make everybody happy in business. And that's something that I really struggle with because I am really big on customer service and I care about the person, right? Um, and sometimes you just can't make everybody happy no matter how hard you try. And that's okay. Like, it's just part of business. Knowing that I did the best I could, I can sleep at night. That's what really matters. And we're leading with integrity and honesty and, and taking care of our members. And that's, that's really what matters. Yeah, I love that. I mean, you got to be able just to control the controllables and you can't control people. Exactly. Correct. Yeah. All right, guys. So this is a really good place for us to wrap things up. But before we sign out, where can we find you? So you can find us on Instagram at uh, Relentless Training Facility. I know it's long. I'm sorry. Um, or you can find us on uh, Facebook. Same thing. Relentless Training Facility. Um, or a website. Or a website. Yeah. RelentlessTF.com. All righty. Well, thank you so much, Scooter and Bree. We definitely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road. So to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description. Fill it out and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders.
What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us, we have Adam Jones of Everybody's Gym coming to you from Spalding over in the UK. Adam, how are we today, sir? What's going on? Very good. Thank you very much. I am excited to dive into this, Adam. I really, really enjoy the, the kind of compare and contrast with how gyms operate here in the States with how gyms operate over in the UK. And so I think you're the perfect person for the job today. Before we dive into the business and, and how you operate everybody's gym, why don't you give us some context as far as what it is that we're here to talk about today? When you describe everybody's gym, what do you tell people? Okay, so uh, Everybody's Gym to me is what the name suggests. Uh, everybody's welcome. And uh, I like to train anybody and everybody from someone that's a teenager looking to get into sport to we have members that are 80 year old plus who are just trying to, you know, keep everything going, ticking over. So it just means that everybody's welcome to come and I, I'm not discriminating against anybody. Okay, and so the name tells the story everybody's gym this is built for as young all the way up through as old as you can be people looking to improve on on their health or their fitness or whatever their goal is yeah i'm interested in in sharing kind of the origin tale to this because this wasn't the business that you started but somewhere along the line you became involved and are now the steward of the ship tell us a little bit about that transition and, and how your experience was during this time okay so everybody's gym uh, has been around for quite a long time nearly 30 years at this point i worked as a personal trainer gym instructor in the gym when i was uh 18 17 18 uh probably back in the late 2000s then i went away did some other stuff did some sales stuff, did some marketing stuff and found my way back to the gym uh, at possibly the right time when uh, the owner at the time was ready to uh, move on, retire. And I, as a 30 year old man, could uh, take it up and uh, keep it going. Yeah. And so now we are the owner of a gym. I don't it doesn't sound like we necessarily planned on it, but the opportunity presented itself and, and you were willing and able to take advantage. Throughout your time here, Adam, you have experience on both sides. Now, as the owner of this, what's been your favorite part about running a business like this? And what's been the toughest part about running a business like this? Um. Yeah, like you say, I've, I've been on both sides of it. And uh, my favorite part about running the business is um, I can make all the decisions. So whether it be new equipment, whether uh, anything to do with opening times or whether we're going to put a class on here, I, I can make yeah. all those decisions myself. I don't yeah. have to ask anybody. Yeah. And the hardest thing is probably the same thing but in a different spin <laughs> so the yeah. fact that you you can't ask anybody i mean i could ask another gym owner but um sometimes you're on your own yeah 
so much of what we do is is trial and error and yeah. learning the ropes on your own uh and and so it can be I, I don't think you're alone in that boat i think it can be a a tall task but the pros and the cons somewhat similar <laughs> and so yeah. in the in the nature of this adam you've been doing this for for three years now i want to kind of start with the end goal in mind and work backwards where do you see this business or where do you want this business, this gym to be three years from now, five years from now, what's kind of the big picture in your mind? So um, I guess everybody around the world had the same thing with the pandemic and all these things. So mm. in 2019, uh, the business, I, I bought it in 2018. So in 2019, it was pretty much where I wanted it to be. And I see then everything happened and it wasn't where i wanted it to be so i'm yeah. i'm in a process now of kind of building it back up plus mm. adding new parts to that so okay. i would like the gym to be a almost like a social hub for the community you know so uh, working with yeah. different aspects of the community the council all the different places that you could work with to help everybody any uh, kind of person okay and so you're spot on i mean the the whole world and our our industry specifically was affected by the pandemic and the lockdowns and whatever local regulations people had at the time but it sounds like somewhat of a rebuild but also to try to go a little bit beyond or to improve the product from, yeah. from where we were pre-pandemic. In terms of what's working in the UK from a marketing front, the rebuild, I assume that includes getting members back in the doors. Uh, and so yeah. for you guys, what's been successful to do that so far? Uh, different kind of uh, campaigns. So when we initially restarted it was obviously the whole get back into fitness but um having to do it in a way where everybody felt safe so for for context of feeling safe in the gym i i this week i've only just taken a few of the screens that i have put in out mm. and that's been two years or so yeah. so it was making everybody feel safe for one and then doing uh, campaigns where it was there was a lot of help involved so I don't know if it's the same in the states but over here I, I got the feeling that a lot of people kind of let the fitness go a little bit and needed that help to get back in the motivation so I added that into some of the campaigns we were doing where are those campaigns taking place so uh, Facebook okay uh, is that, Instagram. That the, the, yeah, I see. So social media is is kind of the main outlet for this. Pretty much. I mean, how successful got, like, has it been? Uh, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good at the start. Um, I think it's more about the simple one, which is referrals and word of mouth as well. Yeah, that never gets old. Yeah. So you, I think well, keep... any business owner listening to this is happy with a healthy combination of the two. Yeah. For clarification here, uh, these campaigns that you're mentioning, is this 
with through like like paid advertising on the platform on Facebook on Instagram or is this more the organic side and we're putting out content and things geared towards it or both so yeah I'll do a bit of both I'll do the initial campaign with paid uh, mostly targeting through location okay. so a radius for location um, mm -hmm. and then as I go on more organic trying to get stuff that connects and get some likes and views and things like that okay so one two punch combination of both what happens when somebody reaches whether it's organically whether it's clicking on an advertisement whether it's a referral or a walk-in take me a little bit through that sales process uh, and, and what happens for that person to eventually become a member okay so for for me i'm i'm hands-on all the time and i'm sure everybody's the same these days uh, everything comes through to my phone so if somebody messages at any time of the day i'll, I'll message back straight away i don't care what time it is mm -hmm. and i will for most people i will try and get them to come in and meet me first I have an online link. So if someone says I want to join then I'll send them the link, I'm not going to waste time getting them in if they already sure, want to join. Sure, sure. So, but if they're not sure, uh, meet me, maybe a free session, uh, supervised and we'll talk them through a few things. And then at the end of that session, we'll say, oh, are you happy to join and then go from there. Understood. And so the goal, regardless of where the person is coming from is usually just to funnel them into the facility where the real sales conversation takes place. Is that right? Yeah. So uh, that's, you know, you can get the vibe, you can get the atmosphere, whereas just on an email, sure. you're not going to get that. hundred um, percent. And you mentioned coming from a background of sales and marketing in a, in a number of different ventures. Yeah. How comfortable are you or, or what's your, your personal perspective on sales? Because sales, at least here in the States, sales gets kind of this dirty connotation or this hesitation in our industry. What's your take on that? Um, I'm okay with it. I don't, I don't particularly like the, the word of like sales, like selling to somebody. Yeah. I'd rather and even, even just saying it, people cringe yeah. a little, you know, I'd rather, um, like I said, get them in. And if I'm going to sell them, I'll sell them the facility and the atmosphere rather than just trying to say, have a membership with me, you know, as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think that there will come a time where you'll want to involve potentially other staff in that? So it doesn't all have to go through your phone and through you? Yeah. I mean, the initial uh, uh, idea, and I think most people is always five years with things. So the initial idea was five years from when I bought it, I'll do everything and then slowly other people will do things. But the pandemic has maybe added two years yeah, onto that. <laughs> a little bit of a wrench in the plan. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, obviously this hypothetical member is signed up. Pandemic aside, the goal here is to retain that member. I think that yeah. goes without saying we want to keep that person around as long as possible. So what do you as a business focus on to make sure that your members are staying? So uh, one thing that I do is a um, free fitness plan 
every we say every 18 visits so let's say if a person gets bored after eight weeks six weeks then there'll be another free plan that they could have to get them involved and keep them going but this also gives uh, us the opportunity to talk to that person every six weeks uh, in depth about their training and potentially personal training other things come from that yeah that's a that's an important point for us to discuss here because in a model like this the the open membership with personal training or whatever other number of add-ons successful examples can almost generate or even more than generate just as much revenue as their membership as they can with things like personal training yeah and so we don't need as many members to to get to that revenue goal that i'm sure is swimming around in your head is that a focus for you guys to to build out things like personal training or whatever other services are available yeah definitely i mean uh myself i'm pretty booked up um uh, i've got someone new starting in december i mean january at the start of the year where we aim to start again your 2023 goals so it would be good to just have everybody booked out whenever they're in, you know, that, that would be the goal. Yeah. It's, it can be a challenge. And I find that a lot of the owners that I speak with, they don't have a problem getting personal training clients. It's sometimes the other staff or the business sort of funneling personal training clients to, to whoever yeah. other as personal trainers. Uh, but I want to I want to revisit somewhat of the end goal that you and I mentioned. We wanted to build back the membership. We wanted to get things to to add on a few things, tinker and tweak, and always constantly improve. What do you think is going to be the the hardest part for you in that pursuit? To to rebuild. Um... Possibly for me, uh, if I'm being honest, it would be the uh, the competition that's around me. I see. Okay. No, nobody has a gym these days that's just on its own in a location. There's there's loads of gyms, aren't there? Always options. That's true. So it's um, trying to stay relevant, mm. trying to um, keep up with what everybody else is doing, whilst also doing what you want to do yourself. Yep. I think it's it's an interesting conversation because I want to dive down that rabbit hole, but I feel like it could take us hours and hours and hours. What do you yeah. think is is front of mind for you to differentiate from your competitors? Um, this, this is the thing at the minute. I think at the minute, I, uh, still probably the fact that you know, we cater to everybody and the, the word of mouth is good on that, but that can't last forever. Need to do something else. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm trying to work out what's the best next move at the minute. I'm not sure what that is, but yeah, that's something that I'm working on. Okay, fantastic. And so I appreciate the, the honesty in that. Yeah. And, and I think that most gym owners find themselves in that boat. I think we're still somewhat on shaky ground, if we can say post pandemic uh, and, yeah. and 
instead of looking five years out, we're sort of still just three to six months out and just trying to, yeah. to figure out how we operate today. So we'll have to check back in with you as the dust settles and, and that plan comes a little bit more clear. Yeah, Adam, that's a, a great place for us to begin to wrap our conversation up. But with the small bit of time we have left, why don't you tell our listeners where they can learn more about everybody's gym? Is there a website? Is there social media? Where can people go? Yeah, so Facebook, um, everybody's gym Spalding. Same on Instagram. Uh, we post pretty much four times a week on different subjects. And um, the website www.everybodysgym.co.uk and that has um all the links to the social medias as well fantastic that is tremendous people listening connect with adam and the everybody's gym family on one or more of those platforms adam it's been fun man i really appreciate any business owner that's willing to give kind of a, an inside sneak peek into how their business is actually run uh, and so yeah. I can't thank you enough. I'm excited. Like I said, I'm excited to see what the future holds because you guys sound like you still have a number of cards to be played and we'll have to yeah. check in down the road. But, but for today, I, I can't thank you enough and I wish you nothing but the best. Six months time. I think we'll check in again. Plenty, plenty for us <laughs> to talk about still. Thank you to everyone who tuned in today. Thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like, and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lawrence out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.